You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by Drip Drop. Rip it and drip it. Go to dripdrop.com right now. Use promo code GARAGEGUYS20 at checkout. It is used by everybody who's anybody to keep you hydrated. Stuff literally works wonders. Um, what, what do we like to say always, Drew? Um, that's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's all it is at this point. That's all it is at this point. It's rip it and drip it. Superior hydration. Yeah, you always got to have the drip. I mix me up some drip. It's good. Garage Guys 20. Go do it. Shout to Drip Drop. We love Drip Drop. We've got a packed out show for you guys. Um, and we have two special guests on this episode. We're kicking things off um, today with, with, our, with our first guy. Do you see this room here? Um, and, and then we also are going to have Tyler Reddick. Uh, Drew and I got to sit down with uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver Tyler Reddick. Got to pick his brain, talk a little bit about him, and he had a special guest appearance from his child, Bo. Shouts a little Bo and Tux the cat and Tux and Tux. So always great. But for right now, let's focus on on this room. Let's uh let, let's do let's do a little guest party. Um, so we got this room. We've got a uh, Kevin Harvick. Uh, drop in the back looks like a, uh, a classic Dale Earnhardt Jr. KFC bucket, a lot of diecast cars, and no person. So, first say, thing, more stuff than me, Chase. Yeah, especially than me too. Like I've I've been put to shame by this, so I don't know. Uh, maybe we should see a leg. Do, is there a leg? There's a leg. Can we? Can anyone guess this leg? No, maybe maybe an arm. Maybe an arm, a blue sleeve. All right, we, we give up. Who who is this? Let's introduce it. It's it's Dale Tanhart. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the greatest NASCAR better in the history of the universe. Uh, oh, good to see you guys for the first time. Huh? What's coming up, in Dale? Coming in, coming in hot. The, coming the in cockiness. Hot. I it's respectable. Coming in hot this weekend in turn one at the Daytona Road Course, too. So, ought to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Look, me and you had a little, uh, me and you had a little, little tweet tuffle this past week. Uh, I went with, I went with Denny Hamlin. Uh, I went with Kevin Harvick for the first doubleheader, and then I decided to not go with him because I thought that Denny was going to win, but he didn't. Kevin Harvick came back, so you, uh, you did it. How many units are you up now, Dale? Yeah, just that Bush beer thing right there. That's why I go with Kevin Harvick more than Denny Hamlin. Um, I'm up 67 units on the season. I've actually been a little cold recently. Uh, we got back on track last weekend with Kevin Harvick winning. I'd actually picked him both races to win. So that was a that, that was a big hit. But yeah, we're up 67 units on the year. It's been it's been pretty awesome so far. So it's I'm mostly favorites. Season. I know Harvick's odds were were, you know, he was a he was a heavy favorite this week or both races this weekend. Um, no doubt. Um, yeah, he uh, he was a huge favorite. You know, obviously we saw why. And it's hard for people to want to bet on somebody that's in NASCAR that's plus 200 or plus 175, whatever he was. Uh, I think I grabbed him a plus 200 for the second race. But like we like I said, you know, we saw why. I mean, he was absolutely dominant. Just a superior race car, superior driver. Yeah, he had the car to back it up to. I think it was uh, the Indy car. That uh, that they brought into town, the Red Apple. So uh, he just ages like fine wine, man. He does. He sure does, dude. He's had the same hairline for like twenty years. I think that's. Yeah. I thought. I think my my dad thought he was going bald the year after he took over for Dale Earnhardt, and he has the same damn hairline here twenty years later. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Joey Logano doesn't have a chance compared to Kevin Harvick with the hairline. Mm. It's pretty rough, man. I guess maybe a little. We have to get get a little Joseph L. We'll have to figure this out. But the jacket, man. Okay, so so first things first. We we already know we we get it. You know, you you bet you bet NASCAR. You, you're pretty damn good at it. So the drip, the uh, the the hat collection. Where where did the NASCAR 
like, like were, were you, I think there was a video that came out of you that you were born in the infield of Talladega as Dale Earnhardt was doing donuts. Is this, is this factual? Can we fact check this? Yes. Um, back in, uh, the year 2000 when he, uh, his final win at Talladega, I was born there. Um, in the in in the infield, I just I don't really know who my parents are. I just kind of uh, got up and started walking around like like kind of like a Jedi, you know. Like if you're familiar with Star Wars, you know, like uh, the Metachlorians, how they create the Jedi or whatever. That's kind of yeah. what happened to me, except uh, some excessive amount of natural light and cigarette smoke were, uh, came with me. So yeah, natural light cigarette smoke will make an infant walk within seconds. These Absolutely. are the facts. Okay. <laughs> We're here. So Daryl's mom was a uh, Talladega stripper. That's what I'm here. Yeah. That, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess. I mean, I, like I said, I just – I wasn't even – Be up in Aniston. I was just like – I looked just like this. I just started walking around. I was like, oh, well, here I am, and there's a beer in my hand. And, you know, that's that's the legend. That's how the legend began. Dude, this legend shits on Joe Dirtz. Did you, were, you born, were you born with, with the mullet as well? Yes, yes. There, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Way I, uh, better. Not fused in skull. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. Well, no, we, we're glad to we're glad to finally have you here. Uh, glad to finally get you on here talking a little bit. I know uh, we, we we know you love NASCAR. We know it is what it is. This season, though, um, we we need to get some thoughts from you because um, I feel like this has been like for me personally. I've enjoyed it a lot. There's been a lot of people complaining about this season. But you is is this man that was born and walked in infancy inside of Talladega. How are we all just missing the mark here? Like what's what's really going on? Like what's going on with this season in Dale Tanhart's mind? So um, I think it's been an awesome season too. Um, And it's been one of the most pivotal seasons I feel like for NASCAR in a very long time. Uh, with extra eyes on because of the COVID, with all the race relations issues that have been happening. Uh, NASCAR has really stepped up in a really difficult time. And a lot of the races have been extremely exciting, more exciting than what we saw last year in many races. Um, A lot of that has to do with them kind of editing the aero package on short tracks and restrictor plate racing. Uh, I think we're still missing a piece on the aero package for a mile and a half with that large spoiler, which is like my least favorite thing on the planet. The racing has been decent on mile and a half, like Texas, uh, Charlotte, you know, Indianapolis, intermediate tracks. Uh, Overall, though, it's been a good season. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, we've seen a lot of different winners and we've seen some surprises, which has been, you know, uh, we didn't see a lot of that last year. So with everything that's going on, I think it's been a super fun season, even though you can people like me and other really, really hardcore traditional NASCAR fans can kind of notice some of those things and want to complain. But um, based on everything that's going on, we should be real appreciative of what we've been able to see this year. So, Amen. I'll back up. That's touche. I'll second that. Well said. Well said. I think, I mean, I think Chase, I mean, you feel like the season has been great too. I think there's races though that have definitely sucked and been kind of boring, but overall, like as a whole, I think I'm happy is my answer. Yeah, people need to appreciate the dominance of Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. We talked about this on the last episode. And that's that's kind of where it all boils down to. I mean, it's just like, you know, people get mad. They don't see uh you know, they don't they don't see the 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 beauty of what's happening with uh with a package or not really the package, but with a product where the car's coming right off the truck and you're getting out there and you're getting work done. You know what I mean? Like it's to me, like that's what speaks the loudest is because we've seen guys like Kyle Busch struggle, whereas every year he's just been completely dominant, like just absolutely incredible. So I feel like this is really getting to show, you know, who's who and what's what um, in a, in a, in its own weird kind of way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Kyle Busch thing, it, it really is uh, spectacular because, um, with the same aero package, but obviously the measures that were taken to eliminate qualifying and doing it in the fashion that they're doing right now, uh, you would think that all the Gibbs cars, all the Toyotas uh, with Hamlin, Eric Jones, Kyle Busch, um, and who is my fourth guy? What am I thinking? Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Eric Jones. You would think that all four of them would take a step back, you know, uh, having the same equipment same kind of uh, setups, but the only one that's taking a step back really is Kyle Busch. Truex is 
Truex has taken a step back a little bit at the beginning of the season, which he's come on strong a lot recently. But uh, that's probably one of the biggest headlines of the year is Kyle Busch's struggles. I mean, it's been crazy to see how bad he's been. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to explain it besides the lack of practice and qualifying. But like I said, you would expect his teammates to kind of step back too. And then and Hamlin obviously hasn't. Uh, but Jones and Truex have been about the same. No, I think the mystery of Kyle Busch is definitely one of the major storylines. I know, Chase, I mean, you've been discussing that pretty much every episode. Because he, I mean, it seems like every time we think he's turning the corner, something bad happens. Um, but I think a lot of NASCAR fans are really wanting to see, instead of Harvick Hamlin, they're like really ready to see Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney be like the two guys, which I'm in no hurry for. We got plenty of time for that. But that's where the frustration is coming from on NASCAR Twitter, right, Chase? I mean, it's, it's, it's people want be. It's being it's all about Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney is what I think. I, I don't know. Yeah, like a lot of these, uh, a lot of these these guys. I don't know. They're just getting to this point to where it's uh, Chase Elliott's like expected to be like this big time all star, and he just hasn't been able to really pull that off like by winning a championship. And um, I might have went a little too far on Chase by calling him Bills Boy last week. Just off but, to say. Yeah, yeah, Jensei was was pretty upset. I'm sure, sure, Dale, you've probably you've probably stumbled upon Jensie Stinson here and there on NASCAR Twitter, and if not, she's like the she claims to be the number one Chase Elliott fan in uh, in America. So we'll give her that. She she wants to go to Hooters like every day just to support. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think that that's it's just about some of these younger drivers coming in, like people wanting to see it, but it's like. I grew up in the era where I remember Kevin Harvick coming in and Hamlin kind of coming in. And so for me, it's like, I'm still appreciating these dudes, you know? And I think that that's, that's, that's what you get just like with the generation and the times. I mean, um, Dale, I mean, I know you've been, like you said, you've been watching NASCAR since birth basically. So to you, you can appreciate the same thing that's happening with, with the, with the veterans and the older guys. Absolutely, dude. Um, and let me just point out, we're talking about how a lot of people like to say, like what you said, the younger guys aren't performing as much. Well, I like to think back to Kevin Harvick came into NASCAR in 2001, okay? He did not win his one championship until 2014. Kyle Busch came into NASCAR in 2004. He did not win his first championship until 2015. So a lot of it, I mean – you can say that these guys aren't successful, but where they are right now, I mean, Elliot and Blaney are both four or five years into the Cup Series. I think they've been awesome. Uh, I think they, they've performed probably at par for where they're, they were expected, even with the changing aero package, which has been, I mean, throwing everybody through a loop. You would expect the younger drivers, I feel like, to struggle more. But, um, I mean, they Elliot and Blaney specifically have been have been good. And, and also, yeah, rednecks are fucking obsessed with Chase Elliott. I mean, somebody <laughs> had to take over for Dale Hart Jr. Like, right? I, I'm a big Chase Elliott guy, too, because – and now <laughs> our family is huge. You know, family drivers are, are, are a huge part of this. So, I love Chase Elliott. I love Ryan Blaney. But, um, yeah, now someone had to take over for Dale Jr.'s retirement, right? And I, no, dude, it was Elliott all the way. Yeah. So, so, is it wrong to call him Bill's boy? I think it's a respect thing. Is it the tone? I think depends on what tone you're taking it in. I, I think you spoke Absolutely. to like the, the season being. I mean, you you kind of roasted Chase for the recent performance. You kind of said like he hasn't done good since the decision making hasn't yeah. been like on par. Like he's been in position to win like what twice this season and kind of like let it go. I feel like he should have took the low lane at um, at Michigan the, on the fur on the Saturday race. Where, am I wrong for that? Like, with... no. you're you're not wrong at all. But I mean, Harvick, it was impossible to pass Kevin Harvick. I mean, you could get out in front. I mean, what we saw was in turn one and two, you could get out in front of him. But in three and four, um, he would he would just blow past you. I mean, he 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 had his car had an uncanny ability to just be able to pass on the bottom, the unpreferred line. He could hold it in the in the throttle all the way. And uh, I, I really, you're right, you're right, because. He hadn't won since Charlotte, and the second like race, did, not the six hundred. He had right, a little redemption, but it wasn't the six hundred. The one which his team blew a uh, terrible call and kept and made him pit with two laps left. But right, um, I, I he did take that inside, and I think him and Alan Gustafson, his crew chief, had talked about you know what had happened, and 
And uh, maybe once they fell back to third, they decided they were going to stick on that high lane and, and see what kind of chance that gave them. Because uh, he did take the lead on that restart, like I said, but in three and four, Harvick ate him up. So um, we saw Harvick toying with Hamlin too on the Sunday race. Got out the gas in one turn. And just... Yeah, and Ham- I mean, betting on Harvick and not Hamlin, Hamlin was making me sweat, dude. He was, I was shocked how fast he was. I mean, he was faster than Harvick those last 20 laps and uh because they're nowhere too because harvard was so much faster like most of the race and i remember i mean i, I think i texted you chase and said that if, there, if the race was five more laps hamlet was going to win for sure right he just needed more spells yeah. i'm with you dale though on the, the blaney and chase thing like you know you you brought up that they're halfway to that 10-year mark and they're performing well i think it's more of the fan perception of wanting them to be yeah better. Like impatience, impatience. But that's dude. I think Ryan Blaney's had. If you look at all the cars all season, you look at the whole bulk of the season. Ryan Blaney's had a top three car. He's just not getting. He's like the most unlucky guy when it comes to wins. Bad luck, yeah. Bad luck. To me, that's what I see. No, you're you're right. You're exactly right. He's definitely been the fastest Penske car through. I mean, through the bulk of the year, he's been. the fastest guy out of that trio and he's just they just hadn't been able to finish races i mean texas was literally the worst luck possible with that i mean an untimely caution and strategy put austin dillon and tyler reddick up there um he was really fast at bristol and wrecked himself in the first 30 laps or something i mean there's been several things and uh, luckily he's got that one win at talladega which you know also is very dependent upon luck so he's had some good luck go his way too but yeah uh speed wise the 12's been the fastest out of the Penske guys and the Fords other than Kevin Harvick. So um, I think he's, there's no doubt he's a championship contender. And also he's winning stages too, which add those playoff points uh, once you get down to those final 10 races. So he's putting himself in in a great position week in and week out. But um, you know, this is the premier stock car series in in the United States for a reason. It's hard to win. Right, absolutely. Go. I mean, feeding off of Blaney, though, like kind of getting into this race coming up this weekend on Sunday. This is the first time we've ever seen the Daytona road course um, with the NASCAR Cup cars. It's kind of got a they got a couple of chicanes like inside some of the turns that they're setting up to make it a little bit different, special for NASCAR. And when you're talking about Ryan Blaney, off the jump, I'm seeing him starting back here. Um, I want to say he's he's really – 24th is where Blaney's going to be starting this race on Sunday, which is going to probably be huge for DFS purposes. But but when we look back to the Roval, didn't Blaney win the first Roval? He did, but he was running third on uh, the final turn, and then Truex, Martin Truex and Jimmy Johnson crashed before the finish. Yeah, it he was a – that win. A win's a win. But um, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't – I'm not going to put my money on Blaney to win this weekend because um, if there's any track that you can kind of go without speed, you know, like a mile and a half where speed is – I mean, your car is so important, uh, it'd, be, it'd be a road course. A road course, you can kind of get away with, with having a slower car uh, or to sacrifice speed for handling, I should say. So I, right. um, I'm going to fade Ryan Blaney on at least winning the race or, or a top five finish. But, uh, man, we, it's going to be crazy to know what's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. It, it, there's no telling, dude. I mean, they might all go into turn one and crash, all run straight into the wall. I mean, it, Absolutely. It, this is the worst I've felt going into a race weekend in a while. Not, and not saying I won't be ready, but I think, Chase, on the Rotoballer video, we're going to have to at least say, like, this might be a week to, to watch your bankroll. I mean – we, there's just too many unknowns. We already had it advised. <laughs> we, we, we already have so many unknowns with no qualifying and practice. And now we're going to go road course racing. And I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to play the slate. I'm a degenerate. Treat it like Dega. <laughs> Is that what we should do? Maybe. I mean, honestly, it's not the worst idea. I would, I would, because the unpredictable factor in this is, it's it's unlike anything we've seen since the Charlotte Roval in 2018, the first time they came there. That, that's my opinion about it. But I mean, at least with Daytona, with Daytona, not to, put you, not to put you on the spot, but do you remember that for, on that race? Was there a lot of wrecks or not in 2018? Yes, yes, there, yeah, there were. It all kind of picked up towards the end, but 
any road course, you know, you usually have a lot of spin outs, you know, just because of the the downshifting and, and wheel hop that, that drivers get in the race. Cars. Oh, when you get into the chicane area, that's where it's going to be huge. Like oh, those man, little... that, that new chicane that they added right before the start finish line is, is, and let me just say, I've been, I've actually been doing it on iRacing. I've been racing that road course on my simulator. It sucks, dude. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, shit. So not like fun. It's so not fun. Like, it's no. awful. Chase. I can't believe we found this guy. I know, right? It's incredible. So maybe we can do a uh, an eye racing uh, an eye yeah. racing bit. Hey, so uh, so I got I got I got I got to say this though with, with with Dale. Dale's gonna be coming around a little bit more often. Dale Tanhart is gonna be uh gonna be chilling with us here in the garage. A uh, good bit, and we're gonna definitely. I'm sure you're gonna be streaming a lot. You know, you do a lot of late night streams, so we're gonna. Uh, Gonna start seeing what he's made of out there, and and we're definitely gonna be talking to him about these uh these bets that he has. So we'll definitely be keeping tabs. But um, before we do roll to this interview, Dale, I do want to know who's your favorite to win this unpredictable race because we're gonna have to kind of put our heads together for this. One. It's gonna get a little crazy. Well, if you look at the past four or five road courses, they've been dominated by two drivers. Um, and that's Martin Truex Jr. and Chase Elliott. Why I say that is the biggest sample size that we can look at to predict this race is experience on road courses, right? I mean, at a road course we've never raced at before, you know, that's what you got to look at. Um, I'm worried about Chase Elliott because I think his team, his team has been lacking speed. They've been lacking a lot, like we talked about over the past, over this summer, basically. So I'm a little concerned about how they've dealt with the preparation with, no practice time, no qualifying time. They were fast earlier in the year, but later on in the year, they, they've been, you know, mid-pack, uh, borderline top 10, a few top fives here and there. So I really like Martin Truex Jr. I think he's the favorite by far. That's who I'm going to put my retirement fund on. Uh, oh, because he has been so dominant road courses. Um, his team has been on fire recently. He's actually finished third place, I think, four races in a row and has had winning speed a couple of those races. So, you know, I know I said earlier, yeah, speed isn't huge here, but team momentum is a big deal coming into these kind of races, I feel like. Um, and this is where Truex thrives is on these road courses. So uh, if, if you want me to pick one guy, I got to pick Martin Truex. And he's probably going to be the favorite on, on most sports books this weekend. So that's my guy. And I've been riding him for a few weeks now, and he's been really, really close. Uh, I think he I think he wins this weekend. Pending, we have – some absurd craziness which you can't rule that out you got a long shot or a top five long shot love jimmy johnson this weekend love oh, jimmy johnson absolutely oh, oh eight time yep or seven time eight time uh, eight time, it's eight time. No, eight time. No. yeah I, I haven't been a big jimmy fan my whole life being a bit earnhardt fan so i really really don't want him to win that eighth and i don't i mean he won't i don't think he already he already did though because he because he defeated coronavirus. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but we're going to pretend uh, he's not eight time. You he's actually seven time. I can explain yeah. to you. So when he had the coronavirus, <laughs> everybody was you know how people love Jimmy Johnson and love storylines, right? So they they just pretty much made it as if people were hyping it up so much the storyline of him coming back racing that I basically deemed him an eight time champion. That that's where it's, it's kind of a sarcastic troll there's a video and everything out there for it it's literally it's literally i put a coronavirus on apollo creed and put jimmy johnson's face on rocky he defeated coronavirus so i'm a i'm a big meme guy i can appreciate a good meme a good joke yeah that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life he's eight time <laughs> he's eight time you should appreciate it if you're somebody that doesn't like jimmy johnson because it literally was like they were forcing jimmy johnson's storylines when he wasn't even relevant in the race like it was well, he, uh, nah, he, I mean, he's going to be relevant every race because it's his, his swan song year. So, you know, I mean, I'm, we, and he's got a pretty racing car this week, too. He's got a I nice, white, pretty racing car. Oh, yeah. No, I actually love that paint scheme. It looks great compared to the, to the black one, I think. I think that. So you're a Jimmy Johnson fan now? Well, no, I do want him to win uh, a race this year because he's pretty oh. set on retiring, but I don't want exactly. him to win a championship. We can't Blake Shelton's not going to let it happen. Mm-mm. We can't pass. We can't have anybody pass Dale Earnhardt or Richard Petty for the seven championships. That's what the mo- the main thing I care about. But 
over time, as I've gotten older, I, I, I've gotten to a point where I respect the hell out of Jimmy Johnson. And I'd like to see him win a race in his final year. But all right, I'm sorry, last, don't wear your stands on Jimmy Johnson, so I'm just gonna let you go on Chase. Yeah, last question though about Jimmy. Kevin Harvick gets the 48 car in the early 2000s. Ten championships or nine championships? That is so hard to say. Uh, I mean, I agree. Man, that is tough to say. Because Kevin, I mean, Kevin did come in. He took over Dale Earnhardt's car, which was a top two, finished second in the championship in 2000. Uh, So that was a championship caliber team that he took over. He won some races early on and uh, had a couple slumps. I think he won 27 races in 13 years in that car. First year he joined Stuart Haas, wins the championship. And he, he honestly probably, with the format was was different, he probably would have three or four more. But, shoot. I mean, yeah, he gets that car. I mean, there's definitely potential to for seven championships. But to win nine or ten, man, th- this sport is so competitive, especially in the 2000s. I think it's way too competitive for, for someone to win more than what – You just like to go a little overboard every now and then. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's always fun. But I will say – it's been great having you here. I'm sure we're going to be having you back a lot more. Where can everybody follow you, Dale? Go on uh, just mainly on Twitter. That's where I tweet my picks every weekend, at Dale Tanhart. Shouldn't be very hard to find. It's a pretty unique name. Um, I also have a TikTok <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a ravaging chihuahua named Rocky. Uh, my favorite. Rocky. Um, that's at Pantry Protector 24. That's, that's some pretty lit shit right there, I promise you. So, uh, yeah, you check those out and you get some quality content and you might make yourself some money too. So, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll see it. And, again, we'll try to see if we can hook up some of these iRaces for Dale uh, before too long. So we'll have some fun. But appreciate you rolling dropping into the virtual garage. And here is the interview with Tyler Reddick. Sports, party, repeat. All right, guys, we now welcome on to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, NASCAR Cup Series driver for Richard Childress Racing, our good pal, Big Dog. We call you Red Dog, by the way. I don't, I don't really? know if you like that, but Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Tyler Red Dog Reddick, man. That's, that's what I write you up as on my Rotoballer articles. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? I've never been called Red Dog. I've been called T-Dog, T-Red, you know. So Red Dog's a new one, but if it works. All right, so that's the official Garage Guy nickname. You remember the old beer, like, from back in the 90s, Red Dog? It was, like, the big silver bullets with the red, like, bulldog on it? I don't know if I do. It was, like, gas station here. look it up really quick, but, I mean, it sounds really cool. I'm not going to lie yet. Yeah, all right, well, that's it. Huh? Is that a a pinball machine? What is that? Oh, it's Jukebox. It's the – it's actually – it's from my first Xfinity win. Uh, with Chip Ganassi Racing, or first Xfinity whenever, my partial year. So it, it's kind of a cool little uh, background piece to have. I have a liquor cart here too, but I pushed it out of the way. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to get myself in trouble or you know, show all the <laughs> We'll do the write-up. We'll I do have. the write-up to figure out what you're drinking later on. But, yeah, but, no, the jukebox <laughs> is amazing, man. I, I do have to ask, like, what, what's on the jukebox? What songs what is, you got on there? So it's unfortunately um, – all, all these buttons are not not real, but it has. Uh, oh. When you turn it on, it has its own radio stations that you can you can tune to. You can get all the local radio stations. You can put discs in. I think it's got a it's got a wireless remote around here somewhere. I think I, I never hooked it up because um, I can just come on and and plug it in, and I can Bluetooth, um, you know, my phone to it pretty easy. So that's, that's what an epic trophy. Primary use for it is so. Yeah, there's a mini one too that does the exact same thing. Um, so if I'm going to like plug one in and, and use it, I use the mini one a lot to play music on. It's kind of portable. It's kind of nice. Nice dude. Yeah. That's an epic trophy though. Well, what we do here, uh, we're going to go ahead and get the interview started off. And the way we start these interviews off Tyler is, uh, we have our good pal, chef boy, Ardeen right here, and he does what's called the chef sampler. So we're going to have a couple of, uh, this or that type questions before we get into the, uh, to, I think I saw a cat. You did see right a cat. There. My cat right. photobombed the, He's a cat the background. Guy. Sorry about that. There we go. I like yeah. cats, man. We like special guests. So, yeah, these are super easy questions laid back. Uh, we just like to start with this for every interview we have. Um, so, you can do them rapid fire style or you can, like, break it down and analyze it for me, either one. So, whatever you prefer. 
Well, I can never rapid fire anything really. So I don't, I don't know which you'd want me to do. Honestly, when I answer questions are super long winded, so that's not good either. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys to decide. You're gonna have to figure out what, what, uh, what negative part of that you're going to want. So. Gotcha. All right, let's roll with it. Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Manning or Brady? Brady. Hate to say it, but Brady. <laughs> I was I'm a Broncos fan, but I got to say Brady. Ooh. I like it. I'm a Brady guy. Um, office or Parks and Rec? Office. Three for three. Marvel or Star Wars? I'm a Star Trek guy, so I'm going to throw a little shade and go Marvel. Ooh. <laughs> that's the first time we've had that answer, star trek guy yeah Heck yeah uh, man i mean i really do enjoy star wars but i'm a star trek guy so i gotta like you know i gotta pick and choose what i what i pick on that one so here we yeah. go we're getting sidetracked because i gotta i gotta i know on this there you go no, no i have to comment too I'm, I'm just like you tyler um do you like the reboot of the star trek series the ones with uh jj abrams like the movies, uh, the movies. With, uh, the movies? Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they they did a pretty good job. Um, it, it took time to understand, you know, the whole and and just be okay with the alternate um, alternate universe or the, I guess the the uh, affected, um, I guess timeline and how it's completely alternate from all the other things we saw in the TV show and the original movies. So embracing that and getting used to that and understanding that and, and just you know accepting that's kind of a start. I mean. It's a very Star Trek thing to do. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy all the new effects and, and things yeah. that were brought in. So I, I've liked them a lot, honestly. Yeah, my theory, the reason I asked is my theory is that they were trying to bring in some new Star Trek fans because I, I know I wasn't really a big Star Trek fan until that until that series. So mm -hmm. kind of all I know is Klingon. Like this is all I know about <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you know, it it's a little different. You know, they tried to I, th I think some of the movies were just different from what everyone's seen in the past. And uh, just, you know, I, th I think some of the diehards just expect everything to be buttoned up and, and be very, you know, like, like it used to be in the original Star Wars series and even next generation, you know, there's very buttoned up, very yes, sir, no, sir. And, you know, definitely a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more of a loose canon, I'd say the, the newer Star Trek movies, but it's made it really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. You're the first Star Trek answer, so I had to stop the questions there for a second. But uh, oh, I got to watch Star Trek now. I <laughs> take my notes. Back to it. This, gotta, You'll uh, spend a lot of time. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of hours. You don't know. I don't know if you have all that time, Chase, with podcasts. Oh, I love this cat, man. <laughs> I love this cat. Whenever, whenever I am uh, trying to do something with a Zoom or you know use the computer screen at all, She'll just zip back and forth. She's got to be seen. Like What's her name? Yes. What's her name? Her name is Tux. Tux? All right. Very, I dig it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone does, you know, everyone, when I say Tux, they assume boy, but I don't know. It. it she's just got the, she got the white, uh, you know, uh, the white little, I guess, chest and fur. And then she's got the white paws for like cufflings and stuff. It's kind of funny. And she's got a little like bow tie for like a mustache or something. Whoa. So. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. When you're yeah. on in top five on Sunday and there's like five laps, five laps left. Me and Chase are going to send a picture of Tux and say, do it for Tux. We're going to tag you and say, do it for Tux. That's it. Do it for Tux. Do it for Bo who just threw something. And he's making noise too. He's got to have, he's got to get yeah. his attention. Too. And that's your little one, right? Yeah. He's over in his little uh, high chair playing with, um, he's got a little monkey with a pacifier on the end. He's chewing on and laughing about chewing on. So gotta love the kids, man. Gotta love the yeah, kids. Just, I definitely want to get in. Oh yeah. man! All right. So yeah. yeah so so we might, we might get a, a guest yeah. appearance. Yeah. Okay. Probably could. <laughs> Alexa can. Pro well, he's about to get fed, so. Oh, it's he done. might get grumpy really quick. I don't know. Maybe I remember the days. He, I can, he can come sneak over. We'll see. Word. All right. Let's get back. Let's get back to Chef Sample. I do have questions about Bo, though, for sure. All right. Do it myself or delegate and manage. Ooh, more times than not doing myself. I, I micromanage a little bit. I get it from my dad I at times. <laughs> Hundred. Favorite sport to watch on TV? Football. I hate to say it. It's just so fun to watch on TV. I'm with you. I guess I should have said NASCAR too, but I mean, I, I love I love watching the races. Well, it's supposed it's supposed to no no NASCAR, right? It's no like NASCAR. other than NASCAR. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you did yeah. you did well. Yeah, you did that one right. Favorite sport to attend in person, non-NASCAR? 
Let's go with hockey. Hockey's great. That's a popular hockey, hockey is a bit. It's so popular. That's Cole Pern, Corey LeJoy now, and Tyler. So they're three for three on hockey. All right. Yeah, it's just when they hit the glass and they're going by, I mean, it's just the energy's great. Yeah. It's fun. I've been to a few Preds games. They're, they're amazing. Um, oh, yeah. You're in Nashville. Yeah. And my yeah, parents, yeah, they're, they're my, awesome. My sister lives in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Am I, did I say it? Did I say it right? Murfreesboro? Yeah, you got it right. Okay. I was going to say like Murfreesboro right in Southern Illinois. So, yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was going to say you had it right no matter what, even if it's wrong. I was just going to go with that because <laughs> I'm not even sure myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Last three here. Daytona or Dega? Daytona. Uh, blonde or brunette? Whoa. Be careful. Well, Alexa got some blonde highlights in her hair, so I'm not sure which to say on that one. So, oh, man, he's torn. Brunette for now. There we go. I got a head nod. We're good. I like that answer. All right, it's sweet. Like, it's like for right now that it might change tomorrow. If I said blondes, it would have been hilarious to get a reaction. But <laughs> I wouldn't sleep in the house. We can see you just like turn around real fast. She might have came on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but that – uh been off camera quick. <laughs> oh, man. The grand finale. Here we go. All right, two laps left. You're about to restart in place two. Uh-oh. Who's the most satisfying to beat? Kyle Busch, for sure. I like it. We're talking – well, I mean, current drivers, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Maybe all, I mean, yeah, current drivers. Yeah, Kyle, so Kyle for sure. Kyle Busch. All yeah, right, any, any context to that? I mean, he's just – he's good. He's just that good. <laughs> Right. Um, I've raced around him a lot in Xfinity series. I've been, yeah, I've been beat up by him pretty good in the Xfinity series. Just, he's just that good. And so, um, yeah, probably him. I just, I mean, I, yeah, he's just, he's just that good of a driver. He can get it out of the car for the most part every single weekend. Nice. You're not That's wrong. You completed the sampler. There we go. Right. You did it. We did I it. I run over on time happen. by like two, three minutes or something. Probably. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, we had, We've had one that went like we had we had piece by piece every question. We had like long context. So it's all good. It, it, it's evolving as we go. So yeah, that's the way it works. But that, yeah, there's yeah. Tux. Shout out yeah. to Tux for being the real one. All right. <laughs> so we'll get into some of these questions, man. We definitely we've been uh, wanting to discuss a lot of things with you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter a good bit and, you know, I'll hit you up every now and then. I think I had a tweet that I did like two weeks ago. Was this some chase math, chases NASCAR math, where I added and subtract some things, but you probably see a whole bunch of stuff on there anyway, but we'll get to that at the end. But, um, but, you know, we've been following you for a little while now and when we got into this season, you know, you were obviously for me, I was like, you know, Tyler coming into the cup series is going to be huge because just of the, the things that we've seen you do in the Xfinity series and then looking at the truck series as well, winning two championships with two different teams in Xfinity is huge, man. And that's not something that you, you see like all the time. So, I mean, that definitely speaks to your ability and like your skill set. So I kind of just wanted to like get into how everything started for you, like with your racing career. I know what I read up on you is you were about four years old when you got into racing. Um, yeah. What what just fueled this desire for this this competitive nature that you have? Uh, I'd say it all came from um, racing the outlaw go karts or yeah outlaw go karts. I forget what to call them as as I get older and older, but um, they're very competitive. Um, it was a very competitive series, and you had all sorts of different divisions from beginner box stock to the unrestricted um, Briggs Strat Motors to you know one twenty five, two fifty, and then the five hundreds which are pretty much open class. Uh, so I, that's where I kind of learned how to drive is on dirt tracks and those caged outlaw carts. They run them out here at Millbridge now, and um, they run them quite a bit all over the place. But just the, the power to weight ratio, uh, no suspension, and just all that motor and trying to figure out how to get around the racetrack with, you know, very quick steering is, I guess, where I learned, learned a lot of my driving technique and some of the car control. Uh, but I got to race against some really, really good drivers. I you know, grew up racing against Kyle Larson. Uh, there's, there's other guys that came from that too, that have been very successful in open wheels. So um, I guess I was kind of an open wheel guy to start. Then I shifted over the dirt late models towards my teenage years and then um, got the opportunity to make a start or uh, run a couple races for Ken Schrader in his, uh, in his ARCA and K&N equipment. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal too. I was looking, you know, you kind of got in with Ken Schrader and then you moved to Brad Keselowski uh, racing. 
Um, was there a lot that you learned? Did you work like one-on-one with Brad a lot or was it more of just you and your team? Brad definitely had gave, give, given the entire organization, the drivers, crew chiefs, uh, a lot of tools and Brad was always available for those questions. And I had a lot to learn very quick. So asking about asking Brad questions, asking my, my teammate at the time, Ryan Blaney questions. Um, there's a lot going on. And whenever Joey or Brad, or even I was trying, I can't, can't think of, I think somebody else got in that truck and ran too on that part-time year, but we had a lot of people come and come and go out of that truck. And I got to really pick their brain as they would run the truck. And as I would, I would watch at, at the racetrack during the weekends when I wasn't running. So um, a lot of people really pitched in to help me. Uh, the guy that pretty much I'd say for the for, really had to do a lot and took a lot under his belt was my crew chief, Doug Randolph that I had when I was there at Brad Kozlowski racing, took me in and got me, uh, started on the physical conditioning side of things for, for NASCAR racing, whether that's the cardio, just kind of taking care of your body, make sure you're hydrating. It was all things I didn't really understand or even need to really think about dirt racing. Cause it was kind of explosive, quick 30, 40, 50 lap races. And it was just a totally different, um, you know, style of racing, you know, you're just working on the cars all the time and it's bam, 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 where NASCAR's laid out uh, a little bit more, uh, pre-planned and you have a set schedule and you know what you need to do going into the weekend and, and follow to it. Nice. Yeah. Um, looking in here too, getting more into the Xfinity when you did move up, there was a, uh, you know, with junior motorsports, you got a championship, you did one with RCR. There was one moment in your Xfinity career. I think it was back in 2019 when I really started paying close attention. And one thing that me and Drew are both like really big on is rivalries in NASCAR. I know a lot of other people that are too. There was one fight that comes to mind. Oh man, it wasn't even a fight. <laughs> Come on, it was it was a shuffle. Okay, it was, it, was, a, it was a shuffle. It was a dance, something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. When well, you and Cole Custer got into it, and you are both now in the Cup Series, what's transpired since then? Have you guys really talked much? Like, like what's up? What's going on with that now? Oh man, I mean. The funny part about it is me and Cole uh, probably talked to each other more than, than a lot of the other drivers in the, in the garage when, I mean, Cole's obviously teammates with Chase Briscoe. So I'd say he, he's right up there. But uh, for me, you know, he's one of the guys I was, you know, I, I'd hung around more outside and away from the racetrack than quite a few others. So for us getting that scuffle was kind of funny because I mean, it's not like we, we don't talk to each other, don't know each other. Uh, you know, we really, both like to have fun away from the racetrack. So it was just heat of the moment situation. We both really, really wanted to win that race. And when I took it away from both of us, I mean, naturally you're going to be upset. Yeah. It looked heated. Tux naturally dude. doesn't care about what yeah. I'm talking about. Tux, no, Tux, Tux was there. Tux had something to say. <laughs> yeah. I chase all the time. Here's a happy little guy. He's, he's there. He is little, little meal. It's Bo. Well, he probably hey, buddy. Bo, just pretend What's like up? here. I'm even though I got the AirPods in. Dude, he looks just like Dad, man. Here, let me yeah. turn this off. Let's see. Hey, guy. What's hey. up, bud? Hey, buddy. Hey, you look like your dad. <laughs> he does. And what's interesting about Bo too is uh, you actually got to name him. Uh, for winning the 2019 Xfinity uh, Championship, you got the naming rights to him. Yeah, I did. I won that bet. He will what were What were the other names? <laughs> uh, the name she wanted to go with. George. It wasn't George. The name George. With, no, 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 no. No, the name she wanted to go with. The funny thing was Riker, and all I could think of when she would say Riker is, uh, you know. Number one, Lieutenant Riker from Star Trek Next Generation. So I was like, There we go. <laughs> I don't know much about yeah, that, but I'll go with it. Much of a Star Trek guy, but then apparently there's a Riker's Island. There's, I don't know. Yep. So apparently, Riker's yeah, Riker's Island's not probably one of the coolest places. I will say that. I mean, up in the New York area. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I didn't even know about that, but you know, Bo worked. Bo works though. Bo he works. definitely is a Bo. Yes. Definitely a hundred percent. So with you having the, the new little guy too, man. And I mean, after winning the championships, did you have like a big heads up about, um, about going to the eight for RCR in the cup series? Like, how, like how did that all work out? And like, were you surprised? Did you kind of feel like it was going to come, especially with Daniel Hemrick having that first seat, uh, for that one year? I, uh, 
I was think I was ex- I was hopeful that a, a cup ride would would become a possibility, um, but for for a long time until obviously became aware to everybody that Daniel wasn't going to return. I was thinking it was going to expand back to a three car operation, um, but unfortunately that didn't happen. So um, they decided to part ways with Daniels. Or they decided to part ways with Daniel, and that's how I was able to make it into the eight car. So that was kind of a tough moment for me because me and Daniel were teammates at BKR at my second full-time year and remained very close friends um, up through that point um, just throughout the years of running Xfinity with him uh, when I was in junior motorsports to working with him when he was in the eight car, when I was in the Xfinity car. So it was a tough deal, but um, it was kind of, you know, you always hear the rumors and the rumblings and I found out about the same time everybody else did. So it was kind of unfortunate tough news but that's the business we live in yep that's the biz man i know it's sports oh, not he just wants to play with a little monkey oh no dude he's dude he's dude do you play any music do you play drums or anything like that oh i i'm bad i like mess around with him and do loud things so then he just wants to do loud things too so get, get that man a drum set dude i'm telling you <laughs> noise just like me so that's it and so i know one of the hot topics tyler has been about the no qualifying and no practice. Where do you stand on it? Do you just have an opinion or do you think it's been good or just give me your overall thoughts on that? I, uh, it, it, I don't know. Some weekends it, I could care less about practice and qualifying others. I wish we could get it. Um, you know, I, I've been on good, the good end of it either way and the bad end of it. So, um, you know, it's just circumstantial, you know, I, I think for, um, some of these race weekends, I think it's a great idea. It's a great option. If there's places where, uh, you know, we're trying to run a street course in a, in a, in a, in a, in a big city that can't afford to be blocked off for three or four days. I think it's a great way for us to get in there, run a race in, in, a, in a venue like that and get out. Um, so it opens up the doors for all these possibilities that we never really thought were realistic before. So I wish we could still practice and qualify for some of our events. Um, but I, it doesn't bother me too bad. It's not even really bothering me that bad going into the Roval, or excuse me, the Daytona Roval. The Roval. Daytona I actually Roval. watched the Roval last night trying to prepare for this one because, like, what we do mainly is, you know, we, we, we're big into DraftKings, FanDuel, and uh, doing a little, dabbling in the betting a little bit. So we're trying to get – we're trying to figure out what we got to do to uh, when we're watching you guys on Sunday. But um, it's definitely going to be uh, different, man. But I know that, like, some, some guys love just, like, the, the old school way of just pull the car off the truck, get on the track, and roll. And, I mean, you know, there's been – you know, there's definitely a lot of upside with having practice and things. And we've seen that with some drivers that have been really good in the past yeah. few years. So, it's a, it's a really interesting time for you to be making your – for your rookie season, man. 2020 is – like, like, how how are you feeling about, like, do you feel like you got robbed of, like, a normal, like, entryway to the Cup Series? I mean, me and, me and my crew chief really like using Sim a lot, and we really used it a lot in the Xfinity side last year. So, coming over to the Cup side and, and having it be one of our primary ways of really learning is hasn't hurt us too bad, but um, just some of the tires that are different. Um, the one we ran last year and – you're kind of guessing what the tires are going to act like uh, when you're trying to tune on them to get them a little bit closer to reality at times. So that's only, that's where it's been tough is if you strictly rely on that data to set your car up and your way off. Um, it, it can really hurt you. He's trying to reach for the laptop. Oh yeah. You going to get it? That's the only thing. It, you going to get it? He's going for that expensive equipment. And it's, yeah. it. so but yeah, well, yeah. with this road course, so I mean, it's obvious that you've been on, you're going to be doing some some stuff on iRacing or some simulations, things like that. Um, this is one one tip I wanted to give you, and I think that that this is this is what a lot of people are going to have the edge on, Tyler. Uh, do you own a Nintendo? Do I have a Nintendo? Are you going to bring out Mario Kart? Uh, Rainbow Road Expert Mode. I think that nobody else is going to be using that this week, and I think that that's going to give you all the edge you're going to need. Yeah, I um. Uh, me and my team, uh, we play Mario Kart on the way and on the way home from uh, the races. <laughs> I think it's extremely competitive. And uh, I haven't played Mario Kart in a while, so to brush up, I ran through and did the 200cc on the new Mario Kart 8. And, um, yeah, I had it dialed in, so I think I'm going to be fine when I get to the road course. Wait, we, dude, you ever play ultimate preparation. What's that? You ever play some Super Smash Bros? No. 
I don't. I don't know. I like Mario Kart, but I never was uh, big into Super Smash Bros. or any of the other Nintendo stuff. I was when I came up, I was kind of on the PlayStation one, two wave. So yeah, just after all that fun Nintendo stuff, but it's all the way. What we'll do is this: whenever they open us back up, so that we can get back to the track to do media and things like that, I'll go buy a Switch. We'll come find you, and we'll just do we'll do tournament. We'll film it. And we'll, we'll just make, because we like to make all kinds of crazy content. So oh, yeah. we'll just sit there and we'll make it happen. With me all the time now. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun to play that. So Sweet. I, much fun. I might make Alexa and Bo jealous when I'm gone. But oh, man. <laughs> Always. All right. Well, this will be, be the last thing we're going to do. So we're going back to Chase Math here. Okay. So I figured some things out. So you're starting 18th on Sunday, correct? I thought it was 20th, but it might be 18th. Okay. I looked online. Yeah, it's NASCAR, NASCAR.com says 18th. So this oh. is what we're going to go with. So, so we're starting 18th. The segment to be ruined. I hope it's 20, but keep going. All right. We're going to take, we're going to take the, yeah, if, if it is, it is. The, the, this is, it's the, it's the ultimate realization of just what NASCAR math is. So we're going to take the eight and we're going to subtract eight by eight. That's going to equal zero. So that's going to put us at 10. So at some point in the race, you're going to get to 10th. Okay. We're going to move that. We're going to take the one minus the zero and that's going to equal a one. So, so there we go. There's no real rhyme or reason of how we got there, but that's what we're hoping for. So if my math is correct and my calculations are correct, you should finish first. Tenth in stage one, first at the end of the race. I like it. <laughs> All right. There we go. We're here. Tyler, dude, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. And Bo, it was great to meet you. And Tux, wherever Tux is. Tux is eating. She's chowing down. She's eating. She's getting down now, too. All right. Well, look, you're welcome back on anytime, man. We appreciate it. And best of luck on Sunday. We'll be rooting for you. Hey, Bo, they're talking to you. They said you're welcome back on anytime. You hear that, man? (laughs) It's the garage, guys. It's the garage, guys. It's the garage, guys. It's the garage, guys. It's the garage 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 guys. It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.